0: hi kim (sighs) Ah, yeah sigh (laughs) just skip that out there i
1: know it's (sighs) we're we're tired because you know we're this is gonna be a fun episode it always is however we're also just coming off recording this weekend with the awesome back in the lifeboat podcast Mm -hmm. where we rivaled ourselves like with our Old old episodes where it it was a little bit of a marathon recording session, so it was was very long. Yeah, so so we're a little tired still, even a few days later.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and also we are now in August, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, which normally this would be when we're getting news about what's being filmed and Mm
1: -hmm.
0: how the next season of shows are going, and we're not getting that right now. Understandably, so we're fine with it, but it just means that content is getting a little harder (laughs) so we thought we would give ourselves a little break this week Mm -hmm. and just have a conversation Mm -hmm. um we want to talk about just so you guys know what's coming if you're not interested or you haven't seen it Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about barbie Mm -hmm. so if you haven't seen barbie stop Mm -hmm. go see it and then come back and listen to this after uh-huh. uh that way you're not spoiled on anything because the trailers did a really good job of not giving uh-huh. the plot away and uh-huh. i commend them for that because uh-huh. not many movies do a good job of that uh-uh. these days. um i also just thought we'd like touch base but i also have you seen haunted mansion yet
1: i have you're a not
0: like me <gasps> kim well we won't talk about it then but you need to see it uh-huh. as a disney world fan as uh-huh. a disney Parks fan okay they did such a good job and it's gotten really rough reviews okay because i feel like it was made for people who love the ride mm-hmm. and if you don't really love the ride maybe you won't be so invested in the movie but i loved it Yeah, thought it was great it has a really like heartfelt story it actually kind of reminded me it gave me the same vibes as hocus pocus okay it's a different plot and it's not quite as comedic as hocus pocus Uh but you know how hocus pocus had that really like sentimental center to it Uh that like really sweet story in the middle of Uh it honey mansion has that too Uh Uh so anyway highly recommend we won't talk about it but i think you should definitely go see Uh it i think you would like it um anyway i thought we'd do a little strike talk talk about barbie whatever else comes up you know us Uh things never stay in a linear line we always Mm -hmm. bounce around (laughs) so to start with the strike Mm -hmm. um things are getting weird Uh, (laughs) is the only way I can put it because we've got SAG giving out okay we're gonna straighten this out right now they're being called waivers by the trade papers Mm -hmm. they are not waivers um (laughs) there are interim agreements with independent studios um who are willing to abide by the terms that the actors are wanting the big studios in Mm -hmm. the amptp basically to agree to Mm
1: -hmm.
0: okay (laughs) the problem is that's really confusing for people Mm -hmm. um also there's concerns that it's that Agree, those agreements are still going to feed into the streaming pipeline because there may be independent producers, but they sell content mm-hmm. to places like Apple TV, Netflix, the CW, things like that. So, so that's been messy because some people like it, some people really don't, and they're all very vocal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Plus, you have, it seems, some changes with the rewatch podcasts happening where, like, they're not um, recording or interviewing as much as they were before. Uh So there seems to be some changes with the strike terms, Uh the struck company work thing. I don't know. Um, Nobody's, I haven't heard anybody officially say anything, but just the changes in how the podcasts have been with and these are podcasts with actors from the shows doing rewatch uh-huh. just to clarify uh-huh. the way they've been acting and the way they've been like changing things uh-huh. something must have changed and they've had more conversations with their union reps something's different uh-huh. i just yeah because things are getting a little odd like uh-huh. they've i know pod meets world has started saying the date they recorded in front of the episodes hmm uh-huh. Which leads me to believe anything recorded after the strike started is not going to be released. Yeah. I don't know. And I yeah, don't know how that affects their live shows. Yeah, I have no clue because my
1: friend, some of my friends just went to one and I don't know. It sounded, I have no idea. I'm happy they at least got to go to theirs, but it yeah. still sucks if that kind of interferes with that. But still, still support everything, but it just,
0: it still sucks if people were looking forward to it I and wonder... not able to i wonder if i mean they haven't announced they're canceling anything yeah oh yeah but i wonder if they don't release any videos of it they don't take photos of it they don't put it on social media mm-hmm. if that's okay because yeah. it's like they're not broadcasting mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. like okay let's talk about this because this has been recent the steven amell thing mm-hmm. um the thing that he did that you shouldn't do besides the statement that he made which we'll get to he went to a con and very pointedly posed with someone dressed as his character from his current show heels Mm -hmm. and then posted about it on social media Mm -hmm. so that is an example of what you don't do at a con during a strike Mm -hmm. um you're not supposed to talk about struck work which his show currently is on stars just Mm -hmm. released season two so he should not uh-huh. In with the strike, have posted that photo with him and the cosplayer. um The other thing was he took a picture of himself in front of the billboard and posted it. Now his captions are very don't mention the show, they don't promote it. But the fact that it's in the image and uh-huh. you're putting it on your social media, that's purposefully trying to ride a line. Uh-huh. Um, and that's aside from anything that he has said. <laughs> uh-huh. Which has been a big deal mm-hmm. the past couple of days. Um, we'll get into that later. But so it's things like that that are sort of getting a little dicey now. Um, plus, you have actors like pulling out of projects because they don't agree with the interim agreements. Mm-hmm. Um, you have writers who are randomly being accused of scabbing because they're talking about things that they worked on, which is not a part of the Writers Guild strike. It's a part of, sex thing that's not yeah. wg um so things are getting a little messy they're getting a smidge messy um out there and it's kind of for me personally a little disheartening to see i haven't been on twitter much because mm-hmm. just don't really want to see the back and forth um now that is to say i think on the actual picket lines morale's fine everybody's fine Mm -hmm. from what i've read of people on the pickets they're more encouraged than ever i just think the social media discourse Mm -hmm. is getting a little intense um i think people are tired oh
1: yeah
0: (laughs) uh yeah it's hard it's been
1: going for i mean the writer's strike has been going on for a minute while and i mean you add a whole bunch of actors into it too and it's it's bound to happen unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and I um on my Twitter I ran across uh somebody the other day and he's a he's a writer and he got a little heated with discussing film. Now, if you don't follow discussing film, they have been unabashedly supporting uh the writers and the actors in the strike. Like they stick it to the AMPTP every chance they get. Every tweet that they tweet that has news if it's about something that's happened due to the strike, they put it at the end because the studios and streamers won't return to the mm-hmm. table, negotiating table with blah blah, you know, like they make sure to point out that mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. either guild's fault. Well, mm-hmm. there was an article that came out by this website called Puck News. I don't know them. They have a paywall. So to read the article, you would have had to sign up for a free trial. I didn't want to do that. So discussing film though kind of summarized it very vaguely. And the way they worded it was uh reportedly streamers and studios have expressed the desire that was the words that they used to return to negotiations with sag that was the tweet Mm -hmm. uh and then at the end of that they put after (laughs) months and months of not of refusing to negotiate with Mm -hmm. the wga and sag Well, this guy, and I can't remember his name. Uh, I think he just got a little, a little heated. (laughs) I think he was frustrated. And I think probably on the picket line, some writers read that and started saying that um, the AMPTP was going to start negotiating with everybody again. Like, I think there was, I think somebody else was confused and expressed that confusion to him. Mm
1: -hmm. So he
0: took it out on disgusting film Mm -hmm. and was like, if you're just going to regurgitate what other people reported, at least read the whole article. And was, like, really, like, taking it to him. Uh And Uh he said, um, accused them of, like, being misleading. uh, (sighs) Intentionally misleading. And I I did reply to him because I was like, okay. um, The way that they phrased it is not intentionally misleading. They said reportedly, which Uh immediately implies take it with a grain of salt. And they also said express the desire to return so it uh-huh. wasn't like they said negotiations were happening. Uh-huh. Because really the real story is that the studios all got together to talk about finding their way back to negotiations but there was no commitment to actually return. Uh-huh. It was like they were all getting their story straight uh-huh. for when they might go back. Um, And Yes, Discussing Film's tweet was vague, but it didn't promise anybody anything. Mm-hmm. It's not like they said, negotiations are starting again. Yay. So I think probably what happened was on the picket, somebody said that it was happening and used that tweet as a source. And then it mm-hmm. spread. And this guy got frustrated because it turned out that wasn't happening. And mm-hmm. I'm just, that's an example of things are getting tense and tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's. You know, getting a little frustrated. By now they'd all be back at work and they're not. And mm-hmm. just think it's it's uh people are getting antsy. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, but there hasn't really been any big news aside from Stephen Amell <laughs> saying that he supports his union but not the strike. hmm Did you see where he tried to walk that back today? Yeah, I've At this point,
1: I think I still follow him on stuff, but I'm like, I've so disassociated what I love from TV shows and the actor now. And I kind of just try and ignore him anytime I see his name go across the feet.
0: And as you should, I mean, I've never, I'm going to be honest, I've never really been truly, like, crazy about him. He always seemed like a guy with, like, a bit too big of a chip on his shoulder to me. Um, (laughs) But... I have to, I have to look, I have to reference this article because I laughed through it. He made a statement where he tried to clarify what he, and I'm I'm using finger quotes. Clarify. Actually, actually said. Um, And it is, he is reaching so hard to explain away his Mm -hmm. words. (laughs) And I have to read some of it because it is, it's to the point where it's, it's actual nonsense. Like, on its own, okay, Mm -hmm. the I support my union, but I don't support the strike is Mm -hmm. nonsense. Words mean nothing in that sentence. Because if you don't support the strike, you don't support your union. That's just common sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But no, listen, this is... Okay. So he starts out with a general statement, you know, saying that he's going to clarify for the record. But he goes point by point (laughs) through what he said, okay? So he says... What I actually said, one, I support my union, I do, and I stand with them. (laughs) He says, this doesn't need much clarity. My support is unconditional, and I stand with them. (laughs) He says, what I actually said, two, I do not support striking, I don't. what this means in full context I understand fundamentally why we're here my off the cuff use of the word support is clearly contradictory to my true feelings and my emphatic statement that I stand with my union of course I don't like striking nobody does but we do what we have to do what is it just me or did he talk in a circle
1: no he did it's because it, okay. it's always the you say what you feel and you, we know you mean them and then you walk it try and walk it back and
0: it doesn't work but, like, why would you even use the word support if you didn't, I... if it was a contradict, that's what he tries to claim. He's like, oh, my off-the-cuff use of the word support is clearly contradictory. Then why would you have even thought it? <laughs> I don't know. And then I just, I have, to, oh, my gosh. Okay, so he says, what I said, Three. I think that it is a reductive negotiating tactic, and I find the entire thing incredibly frustrating. This is his explanation. In full context, I'm an actor, and I was speaking extemporaneously for over an hour. I emote, but I certainly don't think these issues are simple. Our leadership has an incredibly complicated job, and I'm grateful for all that they do. Despite some of my terrible early acting work, I assure you I'm not a robot. From an intellectual perspective, I understand why we are striking, but that doesn't mean it isn't emotionally frustrating on many levels for all involved. That has nothing... (laughs) Is that what okay Yeah. No. <laughs> what he doesn't explain how he finds it a reductive negotiating tactic he doesn't explain what he meant Mm-mm. he just contradicts the previous statement this is why it made me laugh because he's acting like he's explaining himself but he's not really explaining mm-hmm. himself he's making it his he's muddling everything even more mm-hmm. um i'm trying to see if and then uh what i said four. i think that thinking as it pertains oh i think that thinking as it pertains to shows like the show that i am on uh that that premiered last night i think it is myopic first of all He's going to point this out in a second, but I think that thinking as it pertains to shows like the show that I am on that that premiered last night, I think it is myopic. What? Mm -mm. Well, this is how he explains it. What I meant. Nothing about the strike is funny, but if I may self-deprecate for a moment, I have no clue what I was trying to say here and who says, I think, that thinking. (laughs) Perhaps it was an inarticulate shout out to our crew and cast. What? How? that's me what how mm-hmm. is me uh who mean the world to me i'm simply sad that we don't have a chance to celebrate a show that all of us figuratively and literally broke my back for okay your your cast and crew is not at all mentioned in the previous sentence there's there's nothing about that that seems to be a shout out to your cast and your crew i don't understand that uh <clears throat> yeah um so this is his conclusion as i said from the jump i want to ensure that my thoughts and intentions are not misconstrued the situation reminds me of the proverb the road to hell is paved with good intentions which apparently after reading a limited amount of the commentary is a place many of you would like me to visit however at least for the foreseeable future i choose to stand with my union when you see me on a picket line please don't whip any hard fruit okay at least for the foreseeable future He stands with his union, sir. What? I got nothing. Anyways,
1: yeah, yeah. No, so that I'm always going to enjoy it when somebody kind of reveals themselves to be an asshole, and then the internet internet just has a fun day with that.
0: (laughs) The internet had a real fun day with it. Um, he tried to make it better, but I don't think he succeeded. Um, and he says see at the beginning he said we all know sound bites can be taken out of context and i have too much respect for my fellow union members to not clarify for the record okay none of that was taken out of context he literally quoted himself directly mm-hmm. from the videos that's not out of context i don't it's just you know the princess bride <laughs> you keep using that word i don't think it means what you think it means mm-hmm. he keeps acting like out of context was what that entire thing was Uh so it's like you keep using that phrase but i don't think it means what you think it means Uh anyway i read that earlier and i laughed and i quote tweeted it and i was like bro (laughs) you are reaching real hard (laughs) like he's doing the mr fantastic reach like (laughs) Uh, basically you said some things you shouldn't have said and instead of apologizing you're mm-hmm. trying to explain what you quote unquote really meant mm-hmm. we don't we don't buy it man no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. i just like oh my god talk about biting the hand that feeds you that was just oh, yeah. like yeah not good um that's been the biggest thing that's come out the last few days but man's the amount of people that like quote tweeted that original article and weren't like, you have failed this picket.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and people are already writing it on a picket, uh, picket sign. So it was enjoyable.
0: Oh, the jokes. The mm-hmm. jokes were great. And the picture of the Oliver Queen grave with like mm-hmm. Grant Gustin in front of it doing like mm-hmm. the pe- everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I, I saw a picture somebody posted of Grant Gustin like on the picket line uh, with Flash. I think it was with the Flash writers. Mm hmm. Um, And it said, in a world of Stephen Amell's, be a Grant Gustin. (laughs) I was like, you're not wrong. Mm -hmm. You're not wrong. Um, Anyway, uh, that's been the biggest thing over the last Mm -hmm. couple of days. But other than that, we don't really have Mm -mm. any news. We're in the same place we were before, uh, except there does seem to be a tiny fraction of movement with the studios if they're even discussing possibly returning to the table and a lot of people think that's because of our next topic uh barbie and oppenheimer having the biggest opening weekend i mean of this year at least in years beyond that um barbie is set to make a billion dollars at least Mm -hmm. like it's gonna go past a billion uh that is crazy (laughs) especially in this climate considering how many movies this year have been labeled bombs um i have a different definition of bomb than some people but Mm -hmm. a lot of movies this year have been labeled failures barbie and oppenheimer are not on that list Mm -hmm. uh it was a huge weekend for movies which a lot of people think will motivate the studio's and the streamers to get back to the negotiating table. The reason is it's one of those industry strike while the iron is hot kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, business is good <laughs> and mm-hmm. they're wasting it. So I don't know. We'll see if that's any sort of motivating force. It certainly seems to be, if there's even rumors of movement right now. Um, so uh, we'll see where that goes. I still think... I don't know. I still think we're probably in for a couple more months as it stands right now. Yeah,
1: I mean, but- I, th- I think unless we actually hear inklings, which, I mean, that's the hard part. We're not there. We're, we're not mm-hmm. on any side, so it's not, like we're hearing all of it secondhand, so yeah. I, I'm right there with you where I think it's still going to be a couple months, which ugh, well, but, you know, at right. the end of the day, still
0: all for it. It just, mm-hmm. as a enjoyer of media it it sucks big time yeah yeah well and the thing is too if you look at the 0708 strike um <laughs> writers tend to be the last people to make deals like every time and the last time both guilds were on strike uh not long after the actors went on strike the amptp made a deal with the actors but not the writers So we could be in for that again. (sighs) Um, Even if there's one deal made for one guild, it doesn't mean there'll be one for another guild. And without one, we still have no new media. Uh, You have to have both (laughs) to get at least television back. Uh, I mean, movies, I'm sure they have scripts that they can develop that are older scripts, but they wouldn't have a writer on set, which would be tricky. But yeah, I mean, without... A, be, a deal being made with the writers too mm-hmm. We still wouldn't have anything mm-hmm. <laughs> new on television. so yeah, we'll see where it goes. um i don't I don't think there's gonna be a miracle deal made anytime soon. everybody seems to just go ahead and and be planning for twenty twenty four so I guess we are too. <laughs> In the interest of that, if you have any ideas for things mm-hmm. you want us to talk about, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. send them to us because yeah. we're uh, we're we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any thoughts you have on it, Kim?
1: I mean, I think you verbalized it really good. It's, you know, I, I and we'll obviously get into still our feelings on Barbie. It's just, you know i'm happy to see stuff do well and it's just be like people want to watch and see things like we want it but we're not we're not going to want to watch a movie that has no actors and wh- is written by a poorly written computer algorithm that doesn't understand human emotions we're we're not mm-hmm. going to want to watch it, it there I, mm-hmm. I think and unfortunately over the course of this period we're going to be in there's going to be attempts and it's not going to be good. We've already yeah. called out the bullshit from Secret Invasion from Disney using AI to create the
0: opening the, titles. Those,
1: in, those opening titles, people were calling bullshit because it, it, you could tell that there was AI to parts of it. And It's like, you
0: freaking writers, you, it, you're Disney. Like it's well, just- yeah. I mean, the opening credits that would have normally they have artists, and if yeah. you've ever watched a Marvel show, yeah. And you see the credits for the title sequence alone. There's usually a huge, long list of people involved. Because Marvel likes to take their source material, which is the comic books, and they they like to really create thoughtful opening title sequence most of the time. Um, With Secret Invasion, they tried to excuse it away by saying they wanted to use AI because they wanted it to look alien. Oh, it was like A- like ai is off-putting and it makes you not really want to look at it and that's what they wanted and i'm like but you still could have had artists do that i'm an artist would yeah. be more than capable of creating something off-putting and alien like yeah
1: i mean it's not I, necessary i watched roswell new mexico on the cw and they made
0: it alien enough right <laughs> <So> yeah <laughs> okay they did only use ai for the the titles yeah um at least but did you see the article where uh i think it's disney and netflix are they have lobbyists um because there is trying to make sure i understand it before i say it there is a tax break that they may be prevented from using if ai replaces any jobs in their projects so they have lobbyists to try and make sure that if they use AI, they can still get that tax break. There was an article all about that. And yeah, I'm like,
1: I did not get a chance to read it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And the my only response to it was the, that 70 show kitty gift where she's like making the drink and she's like, mm-hmm. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. That was me. I was just like, this is ridiculous. um, You know, and then Netflix I think was the one that was hiring AI positions, I think Disney was too. I think yep. they were both mm-hmm. hiring AI positions in the middle of the stinking strike. Um, And in my mind, everything from now, right now, that the studios and streamers do with AI is a scare tactic. I, I don't think it's a serious attempt. I think they know deep down.
1: Mm-hmm. AI
0: is not going to produce the content that people want to see. Mm-mm. But I think they know they can use it to intimidate people oh yeah um so i think that's really what that is did you also see somebody did a thread of trailers made by ai like movie trailers but Mm. they're not real movies Uh -uh. Uh, and they they they're bad they're bad Uh like and they're not meant to be bad the person who made this thread thought they were good (laughs) Mm-hmm. uh and i watched a couple of them and the thing is you know how trailers have like phrases that come up to sort of like tease what the you movie know. is about like the mm-hmm. voiceover the you know the movie trailer voiceover guy and you've got mm-hmm. phrases that come up on the screen mm-hmm. the phrases that were coming up in these trailers didn't really make sense mm-hmm. um with what you were seeing on the screen it was like Okay, you're you're a Disney World person. You know mm-hmm. when you go into uh, Mitsukoshi, Mitsukashi in uh, Japan, or is that the name of that department store? The big department store in the Japan Pavilion in Epcot? Yeah, I, I don't know the name of it. I think that's what it is, something yeah. like that. But, you know, when you go in there and they have all of this merchandise that's like tote bags, lunch bags, mm-hmm. that have random English words on them because Japanese people they like english words but they don't always know you know they don't mm-hmm. always put them in sentences kind of like the way we use chinese characters in tattoos mm-hmm. but we don't really know what they mean mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um it felt a lot like that watching that trailer it was like these are words and they do sort of go together but they're not making a lot of sense <laughs> uh that's what it felt like on those trailers mm-hmm. and then the images of people are too perfect yeah Um. And then it's like every single one of them was like dystopian. (laughs) So they were all bad trailers. And I was like, if this is the best AI has to offer, ain't nobody using it for nothing.
1: Yeah. And it's, I think it's just still, it's like shiny new thing. And it's, I I think it's just, there's going to be attempts made within the next couple months from big corporations being like, okay, here, here's some new content. And we're like no it's this isn't what we want it sucks and they're it's gonna hopefully then push them to make the deals they should have made months ago
0: i think i think right now they're in this stage where they're waiting for their current content pipeline to dry up before they do Mm -hmm. that but i think you're right i think eventually if no if nobody returns to the negotiating table before they run out of content Mm mm-hmm yeah, and they don't have as much content as they proclaim to have. Mm, so, no, of course not. <laughs> they really don't. Um. Yeah. So we'll see. And now people are worried about Bridgerton's release date, which is supposed to be December. <laughs> um. Yeah, because you know everybody's thinking the strike's still going to be going. Yeah. In, so. Um, because they're worried that Netflix might put it off if they can't have the talent promoting it. mm mm-hmm. But, like, last time when season two came out, they barely did any promotion anyway. Like, yeah. I really, they did, like, a big premiere event, but I don't remember a whole lot of promotion with mm-hmm. the actors anyway. For season one, they did. I don't remember a whole lot of it for season two. Uh, But, yeah. So, that's about all the strike stuff we have to talk mm-hmm. about right now. Mm-hmm. Not much development. Um. I would say if you're watching any Celebrity Rewatch podcasts, go pay attention to what they're doing because mm-hmm. you may start seeing those not posting anymore. Um, initially, I think the word was, yeah, you're fine. It'll be good. Mm-hmm. But I think now they're kind of tightening the reins on that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, because even
1: I, the last thing I'll mention on it is I, I don't, I'm really bad about listening to podcasts as of late, but I'm um, like the Wizards of Really Place one. They now just, I think, posted something today or within the last year. or So they're actually stopping now mm-hmm. for the time
0: being. So a lot of them, a lot of them have like Full House is supposed yep. to be doing one. And, mm-hmm. and Dave Collier was like, I am not going to be on it. Yep. It's and the right. same
1: thing with, um Emily, um Emily there was going to be a Bones rewatch podcast too. And it was mm-hmm. just like, nope, we're not doing it right
0: now yeah so i i think i think the i think sag is sort of tightening up the rules mm-hmm. uh, a little bit except for when it comes to those interim agreements mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. they made a whole statement about that by the way to explain it like they had to it was so confusing to people that sag had to make a statement an official statement about why they're doing it and what it means mm-hmm. um so you know sometimes and I get it I understand why they would do it I think it on some ways makes sense I like the idea that they're proving that hey small studios are agreeing to this so the bigger studios can afford it like Mm -hmm. that makes sense also allowing some actors to continue to work and be paid especially when those projects are going to employ you know support staff Mm -hmm. crew Mm -hmm. members I understand that they're trying to alleviate some of that need um, as well but sometimes I think when something is too confusing for the masses to understand mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and it to the point that it's almost contradictory to your efforts, it's best just not to do it mm-hmm. like if it's being misunderstood to the level that you have to clarify it, oh yeah, or to the level that some of your higher profile members are saying, i this feels wrong, I'm not doing it," which Viola Davis did that mm-hmm. um. If it's to that point, you might want to reconsider it Mm -hmm. because I get it and a lot of other people get it. But if you have enough people who don't, then it's kind of like it's kind of getting in your own way. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. They seem pretty set on it, though. (sighs) Uh, We'll see. We'll see what happens. But (sighs) Now to the fun part. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, so both of us have now seen the Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have seen it twice, uh, because I I loved it with my whole heart. Mm-hmm. Um and my best friend wanted to see it. And I'm one of those people I always have been, where if I have a friend who wants to go see a certain movie, but they don't want to go alone, and I love it, I'm like, I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. I will totally all you gotta do is say the word and I'm there, I'm going with you. Um, I did that for Frozen. I did that for Tangled. Mm -hmm. Any movie that I'm really passionate about, if you want to go and you don't want to go alone, I'm your buddy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was sort of that situation. She wanted to see it. And we wanted to hang out. So I went to see it a second time. The first time I took my niece, she's 11. Um, I I know some people were, like, concerned about kids enjoying the movie. Because it is a little existential. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She loved it she thought it was great uh-huh. um she really thought Ken was funny she liked Ken a lot which i i i, I mean that's fine by me i'm assuming grand gosling Ken. oh yeah well, i mean I, I, but i think she liked all the kins to be honest she yeah. really liked the the kin like power ballad okay okay she liked that a lot um yeah she she enjoyed it a lot um so you know but i would say Any younger than that? Yeah, maybe hold off. I think eleven is probably the the youngest age to get it. Um, man, but what a movie! Yeah, what a what a crazy amazing movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw somebody point out. You know, there's been a lot of controversy about it being quote unquote anti men. Um, I saw a tweet that said the Barbie movie didn't hate men. It just really loved women. And if you can't tell the difference, that's on you. Yeah. Uh, And that's exactly right. It didn't hate men. It just really, really loved women.
1: Yeah. But I mean, it also just highlighted the fact like everybody deserves to be equal, but it's just Mm -hmm. also it women are expected to be everything and nothing all at the Mm -hmm. same time.
0: Yep. And it sucks. (laughs) I mean, I think overall the point was gender equality in either direction is bad, Uh right? Because the Kins in the movie became what they were. Barbie Land was in trouble the way it was because the Kins were considered lesser, Uh Um, which is not good either. (laughs) Uh -uh. So the point of it was gender equality in either direction is a dangerous thing. Um, as far as the men's point of view of it goes, it was also a lot about toxic masculinity and how Mm -hmm. that is harmful to men. Same Mm -hmm. way that, you know, body image things in media are harmful to women. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody talks about Barbie being a body image thing. But, you know, growing up, Barbie didn't do that for me. Magazine covers did that for me. Oh, yeah. No, same here. Yeah. Um, The amount of Photoshop used in magazine covers to make you think that those bodies on those covers are real and attainable, and you need to look like that. Mm-hmm. That's what did it for me. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I mean, you know, like yeah. also the
1: million commercials of like, oh, just replace this meal with cereal. Oh, mm-hmm. also, like, I'm sorry about the the play the yellow polka dot bikini commercial. Like, I'm.
0: Oh my that, gosh! Yes, I remember those that. were uh-huh. things
1: growing up. It was it was never Barbie. Yeah, never.
0: Well, yeah. It. I mean, honestly, girls are so young when they play with Barbie. Those two things do not connect. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. When you play with Barbie as a kid, Barbie is an adult. And that's what you dream of being. Mm-hmm. Is an adult on your own, affording your own stuff, in charge of your own life. Mm-hmm. That's what you're aspiring to when you play with Barbie. You're not thinking, oh, I need to have a waist that, you know, I can wrap one hand around or I need to nobody's that's not what you're thinking of when you play with Barbie as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean maybe some people, but no. but I mean that like, wasn't my experience.
1: Yeah. And nobody's ever wanted to judge how your experience
0: is with playing with Barbies. Ever. Yeah. So I don't know. It, I've seen a lot of articles where people are trying to bring that up again and um it's so popular that now there's a resurgence in the anti barbie thing like do you remember i don't know it was probably like 20 or so years ago where like every it was popular to not like barbie um and there was a there lot were- of discussion and debate about barbie Being like even in the late 90s, like if you think about the uh, Aqua song, you know, Barbie was considered plastic and cheap and uh, fake and, you know, that kind of thing um, for a long time. And Mattel has worked really hard, Mattel and the Barbie brand have worked really hard to become an empowering brand for girls um like before i don't know if if you had this at your showing before my showing of barbie there was a whole ad uh branded to the actual toy not the movie cuz the two logos if you've noticed are very yeah. different um call it was it was about what they're calling the dream gap Which the dream gap is the gap between girls aspiring to careers and then seeing women who are achieving those careers, that Mm -hmm. gap between those two things. Um, Barbie has an initiative to try and highlight women who are successful in certain careers, because the theory of the dream gap is the more girls see women doing well in these high profile sought after technically impressive you know careers the more that little girls believe they are attainable and the more they aspire to achieve that's the theory and this commercial had me crying it was so good (laughs) because it's just to me anything that shows a bunch of little girls oh yeah a diverse large group of little girls um you know, realizing they can be anything that they oh, really yeah. oh, work yeah. at and want to be always gets me. And Barbie and Mattel have done a really good job over the last two decades or so really emphasizing that. Oh, yeah. Not only that, but they've expanded the line of dolls. Oh, to be significantly. Yes, like various shapes and sizes. I think mm-hmm. I've even seen um, like a kin with like the the skin pigmentation oh yeah the bit of vitiligo I that's yes yeah um which is amazing yeah. to, i mean they're they're doing so much work to make sure that barbie can look like anyone
1: yeah and even um, um
0: barbie they introduced with down syndrome like i mean mm-hmm. they're yes they did going yes. they're
1: listening and doing what i mean it's not all doll brands will ever do
0: yeah i mean they're like the work that they have done mm-hmm. Um. To try and inspire little girls and really oh, yeah. diversify their image over the last, I don't know, two decades or so has been phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, they're just, they're a really amazing progressive brand. And people don't realize that because yeah. there were a lot of um, conservatives yeah. when the movie came out saying that barbie had suddenly gone woke quote unquote do they know barbie they don't they don't know barbie (laughs) they don't know barbie at all (laughs) um yeah so it's been interesting since the movie came out all the people who have opinions um think pieces Mm -hmm. you know those Mm -hmm. things Mm
1: -hmm.
0: bottom line is though it was a movie made by women Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's a multi-generational story. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was amazing to me. The second time I went to see it, there was this older couple in the lobby. And the wife was decked all out in her pink. Mm. I mean, they were probably in their late 70s. Um, And she was so excited. And he was going with her. Even though he said he would have preferred to have seen Oppenheimer. (laughs) But they were going in there together, yeah. and they were so excited. She was so excited to see Barbie. Like the age range of the audience that's yeah. going to see this movie uh-huh. is just amazing. Oh, um, yeah. oh yeah, so that's been interesting to see as well. It's a multi generational story, and it's just a good movie. It
1: um, is. Like I, I couldn't. T- I mean, I still. We both love Marvel and whatnot. And I mean, it's it's a super superhero stories repeated over and over and over again still enjoy them immensely but i have not seen anything like barbie i couldn't even tell you
0: because it's his own thing yeah it's his own thing the only thing that i could think to compare it to and this is because y'all nobody's gonna agree with me well i mean the people who liked this movie might agree with me on this um birds of prey is sort of like the opposite side of the same coin um it is a movie directed by a woman written by a woman produced by a woman starring women uh that tells a story of finding yourself apart from anyone else um and it's sort of like the dark side yeah of of that same coin that barbie is it reminded me a lot of that in a in a certain way. I mean, oh. if you know, you know. Um, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. But I I I really loved just the amount of authenticity that oh, yeah. I felt mm-hmm. in the emotions, in the, you know, everything about this movie. It just felt to me honest. Um, which I loved. I and I find that with Greta Gerwig in general I feel like when I watch her movies it feels just so genuine and authentic to me the emotions anyway um yeah and I mean gosh. I can say
1: I haven't seen a Greta movie before so it's this was Ooh, a lovely
0: introduction you, you should definitely go back and watch her her adapt, adaptation of Little Women yeah I I have heard that god, it's so good it's so good uh yeah. She did with Amy March what a million other adaptations of Little Women never did. Um, Her and Florence Pugh together just like mm-hmm. redeemed Amy for a lot of people who didn't like her before that <laughs> adaptation came out. Um, But yeah, I... So... Okay. So with Barbie, I went in expecting just like a fun girly comedy yeah. Mm -hmm. because the trailers didn't really reveal too much i was just thinking it was going to be like a a fun bouncy story and it was in places but it was also incredibly deep Mm -hmm. um which was the part i was i was not expecting Mm -hmm. um like and I think I started to understand where we were headed in that scene where Barbie is on the bench trying to figure out where she goes next to find mm-hmm. the girl. Mm-hmm. And when she's done, she looks over and there's the older woman that's sitting mm-hmm. there next to her. Mm-hmm. And she, the way Margot performs this scene, mm-hmm. so good, where she looks at her and she goes, you're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the woman goes, I know it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. i love that scene but the when that happened i was like oh we're in for a, a oh yeah scene than oh, i yeah. initially believed um it was so good mm-hmm. so good that's the way margo says that to that woman as mm-hmm. barbie is so earnest oh and genuine yes i oh, loved yeah. it and i think i saw somebody point out that like at that point Barbie has not has not learned to fear aging the way we have. So when she looks at this woman, she genuinely sees her as Mm -hmm. beautiful. There's no sort of misconceptions about aging and feeling like you're less than when you age. There's none of that. That she's um, projecting onto this woman. It's literally just looking at this woman who's lived these mm-hmm. years of life and is just mm-hmm. her genuine self and recognizing that she is beautiful and I making me emotional right now talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely one of the, it's such a small scene, but it's just like the heart of the film to me, I think. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the scene that still got me the most was the one toward the end with Ruth in
0: particular.
1: Oh yeah. And and I get emotional talking about it now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh. I, I totally get it. I totally get it. The, you, the montage with like all the women to the Billie Eilish song. Um, Is that what you mean? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Don't mean You're to really... get all emotional. <laughs> it's okay. Oh. It's okay. Safe space for that. Safe space for that.
1: Oh, and sorry, everybody, for hearing that.
0: <laughs> I think it's it was that and then saying that. that just,
1: just that whole conversation about mothers standing so their daughters can watch them
0: yeah it's we mothers stand still so our daughters oh. can look back and see how far they've come I believe is the line um, yeah that's a it's very impactful I did see where there were some people who didn't quite understand that line I think it depends on your relationship with your mother oh yeah oh yeah as to whether or not you understand what that means I also think it depends on the generation your mother is from as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To understand that or even regionally, the generation your mother is from. For me, that did speak to me. Um. Yes. Along with the montage that comes with it and the Billy Eilish song. You put all of that together. Yeah. Yeah. And I also cried during America Ferreira's speech oh like i don't know the idea of looking at at barbie and barbie feeling as if she is not enough gets me emotional (laughs) alone and the fact that the movie voiced that so clearly is like and if that is true of a doll who's merely representing a woman oh yeah oh yeah like that line i was like oh god i'm gonna cry i'm gonna cry right now because it's just the whole dissonance of being a woman the cognitive dissonance it takes to just exist as a, a woman or as a female identifying person oh yeah in this world is ridiculous um and it was so accurate just the frustration in her voice as she said it the like yearning for women to give themselves a break like the just all of it all of it was there and if you're really in a circle of friends with women supporting other women that is how you talk to each other (laughs) Um, and we're fortunate enough to be in you know a circle with some really wonderful women and there have been times where we've had those talks with each other where it's like no you you need to have some patience with yourself and and be aware that you don't have to be all of these things you can just exist and you are fine you are enough um absolutely the amount of times i have had that conversation with women is is ridiculous that we have to keep reminding each other of that that we just living in the world are enough. Uh-huh. I mean, gosh. <laughs> There's <sighs> and I I agree with you as far as never having seen another movie like this because it encapsulates what it feels like to be a woman so well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um that it's it's wild. It is yeah. wild how applicable this movie is.
1: Um cuz it's It's things we've told ourselves so many times, experienced it, said it, whatever, but to still hear it being echoed in this big screen, in this big format, being like, yes, somebody hears me and they're saying it.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the you're not alone thing. And I think what's even wilder about all of this is that this movie has done so well at the box office. So clearly it's speaking to more than just a few people. It's like an entire world of women oh, is yeah. like, yes. Yep. Yes, this is what we identify with. Yep. Um, And it's, in its own way, a reminder that this sort of emotional dissonance that this movie discusses is a, a worldwide problem. And it, in a way, makes the world feel a little smaller. Like, you don't feel as if you are out on an island struggling with it all on your own um just because this movie came out and is doing so well (laughs) yep um which is a wild concept to me i just think that's that is amazing and the fact that you know margot robbie and greta gerwig together were really the driving force yeah behind making sure this movie happened um, like from everything I read, Margot was the one that convinced Mattel, like this will be good for you. Yeah. Um. And I think that is amazing to be like so passionate. Yeah. About a concept and to know that it will work and to believe in it that much. Oh yeah. And then to be right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, because it's I. I mean, I've just because TikTok now knows I've seen it. Um, I've been getting TikToks all weekend. And I'm sorry for everybody who hears my much weirder voice because I'm still congested from crying over talking about that one scene in particular. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, Because I, I I've been getting all these TikToks of her interviews and I still loved hearing of how passionate Margo was of, you know, they were talking with Mattel and over her Barbie being stereotypical Barbie. And like m- people at Mattel were worried because stereotypical has negative connotations. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, that's the point. <laughs> Yeah, that that's the whole point of it is that there's a stereotypical Barbie. So let's do something about it and actually show that, you know, there's a stereotypical, but maybe it doesn't
0: have to mean what we everybody says it had previously meant Mm -hmm. whatever. Right. And that relates to that scene where Barbie is is talking about how she's not a Barbie that's on the Supreme Court. She's not a Barbie that's in space. She's not flying a plane. She's just Barbie and that's not special enough um and that's they really did take that that stereotypical and make it not necessarily stereotypical but ordinary right so in the context of this movie that's what that means is average ordinary typical um not so much stereotypical (laughs) but i mean that is what she is when people think of barbie Or when other people who don't know the brand as well think of Barbie, that's what they think of. They think of a blonde woman with pretty clothes who doesn't do anything. Right? Yeah. But if you're in on the Barbie lore, if you've played with the dolls, if you grew up with the dolls, you know that Barbie is, as the taglines say on this movie, everything. Yeah. That's what women strive to be is everything. And we don't have to be. We don't have to be everything. Um honestly, just that's the whole point of the movie. Is that we don't have to be everything. Yeah. Just yeah. Amazing. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, okay. So let's let's talk about The movie sort of like in order and address like things that we really liked about it. So (laughs) the opening scene with all the little girls playing with the baby dolls. Yeah. That is the scene that's making all the men (laughs) (laughs) and the conservative women so mad is because it's a bunch of little girls destroying like tea sets and baby dolls and things that are representative of motherhood um (laughs) and the typical family unit that they want everybody to have um that's the scene that's making them so mad apart from the stuff with the kins uh which i love because me as a kid i played with baby dolls probably i mean until i saw little mermaid and then after that it was over for me like i wanted to be an adult a teenager at the very least um yeah and I mean I can't even remember like there maybe was one but I was never much of a baby doll person because they weirded me out to be honest right (laughs) the only baby doll that I distinctly remember loving was they had this baby doll in the 90s that you could feed yep Um, no that's one I think I had too yeah Yeah. where there was like a little switch like in the spoon or in the where it looked like you were feeding the doll Yep. Um. And she had blonde hair. And I think she smelled like strawberries. feel mm. like. Because what you fed her was like a pink jar. I think it was supposed to be like strawberries. Yeah. Um. If anybody remembers what that doll was called, let us know. But I had one. It was like cherries. That's what it was. It was cherries. Because mm. they were round and they had stems. I'm remembering this now. But I that was the only doll, baby doll, that I remember really like loving um apart from that once barbie came along like i i was all in on barbie yeah i wanted the convertible i wanted the house i (laughs) wanted all of barbie's friends uh i loved midge because i've always i don't know i'm i was strawberry blonde so any representation of like a redhead was like yes that one um though i never had pregnant midge i think that yeah might have been a little after me. I don't remember <laughs> her ever. Unfortunately, I don't. I had a midge that I loved, and I remember she had these big palm tree earrings, and this like really cool like mini skirt outfit, and her hair had that like ninety sort of choppy layers up here on the top, and
1: yeah. then it
0: was long. I loved her. Um, that was my favorite of the midges, but, uh, and then Skipper, of course. Mm-hmm. kind of skipper mm-hmm. i had teen skipper and then i also had the one they showed at the end of the movie the babysitter skipper with like the oh Velcro yeah. outfit yeah i had that one um yeah and i'm pretty sure i had the whole set of like the rollerblading barbies you know the ones that came with the rollerblades that sparked do you remember? I don't those? remember that. I don't remember those. Oh my god, those skates were so cool. You would run them along the ground. Yeah, and they had like a little flint yeah. in the back of them, so they would spark. Oh, and they—I had like there was like a whole line of Barbies and roller skates, and I'm pretty sure I had them all. Um, yeah, and I had the 1996 Atlanta Olympics Barbie. Mm. I loved her just so many Barbies like if you grew up actually playing with Barbie you had these Barbies that did everything um like you guys can't see this right now but I just looked up and I realized I have like a whole collection of Barbies on the top of my bookshelf (laughs) I totally forgot I looked up and I'm like oh yeah I've been obsessed with Barbie my whole life there they all are Uh, it's like all the Christmas Barbies because my grandmother used to give me one for Christmas every year (laughs) And then I have the Enchanted Evening Barbie, the re-release they did in the 90s. Mm. Um the the one with the first stole and like the pink. I faintly background. remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I just looked up and I'm like, yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Got distracted. Um, but yeah, so that whole scene starting out with those girls, like I as a person who did that, abandoned oh, yeah. baby dolls for Barbie oh, yeah. dolls. I related so much. And I loved. That they started at the very beginning, you know. They show Margot Robbie in the bathing suit with yep. the high ponytail, yep. the blue eye shadow, the iconic Barbie. Oh yeah, um, it was great. And then again, I got emotional because they did this thing where they did like a commercial for Barbie, and as the Barbie saw it, you know, and they yeah. had all these little girls in these yep. career outfits next to the Barbie that matched the career. Yeah. And already I was emotional because that gets me every time oh, yeah. even in barbie commercials <laughs> so um i loved that i loved that so much and i loved helen mirren being the narrator
1: oh if you're gonna get somebody to voice over get it to be helen mirren, helen mirren it's gotta be
0: right it was so good yeah um yeah and then you launch immediately into that pink theme song oh after that oh, loved it okay so i oh, loved it so much uh, but I love the idea that the Barbies think that they have solved all problems of gender oh, yeah. inequality. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh-huh. As a concept, that's just wonderful that the Barbies think that. Uh-huh. I wish I could think that. Can I like switch my brain to be like gender in- inequality is solved.
1: Well, we just have Done. to go and rollerblade on the Santa Monica Boulevard. That's
0: true. We should do that. <laughs> Let's go to Barbie Land. I want to yeah. live there. Yeah. Um, Barbie Land looked amazing. That's uh. like my home planet i mean just barbie dream house after barbie dream house like come on the pink and the blue i mean uh, the
1: slide from your bedroom all the, the way down slide
0: all the, way. the the little the pink convertible Ugh. like every single bit of it was my yeah. vibe like i i just want to live there can i just live there yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll be fine with that <laughs> uh i i mean my goodness even the fake beach was adorable it's it's that
1: i love that the beach didn't move like no
0: (laughs) just fake plastic waves yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's great and you know what's even better for those parts for the barbie land parts they use like old school filmmaking yeah and i actually read somewhere that they didn't use any computer graphics at all in this movie yeah i mean i yeah go ahead go ahead I was just going to say, did you notice when the car flipped over and landed, the smoke that came up was hand-drawn animation? Oh, no, I didn't see that. That's cool. So that happened two times in the movie. And each time when the car lands, the puffs of smoke are like little hand-drawn animated Mm. puffs of smoke. Good to know. Yeah. I am like, that's awesome. Um, But I saw a behind-the-scenes clip of them filming the convertible. Yeah. It was on a conveyor belt. and the scene behind it was rotating that's how they filmed it like old school in front of a matte painting that rotated around on a conveyor belt yeah it was really cool i was like i love that they did this yeah
1: and it works They they even did that with um, the montage montage Uh scene of how you get from barbie land to the real world they Mm -hmm. just did it with just all of these like they were in like the boat. They were on the bikes themselves and they were just moving as this motor went across. And I was like, Yeah, it worked. Like yeah. it didn't need to be anything. See, so, I mean, I love cool graphics, but at the same time, also love this.
0: Yeah. It didn't it didn't need to be anything no. too crazy because again, you're supposed to be approaching Barbie land with the mentality of children playing. Yeah. Um and I love the, just the concept that because when you play with Barbies, you pick them up and put them down, yeah. that Barbie floats. Like, yeah. she doesn't... Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Like, the detail just mm-hmm. into the world building for Barbie Land mm-hmm. made my heart sore. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, And I loved all the parallels to the real world, like the all-female construction crews, mm-hmm. the female sanitation workers, House. the, like, literally every job is done by a woman mm-hmm. um it's just wonderful it was wonderful and all the high barbies of course as we all oh. saw in the trailer still is amazing when you watch the full movie Uh uh-huh. uh-huh. um also the all the hi ken's like hi ken hi barbie hi ken
1: hi I... barbie
0: okay let me ask you did you were you surprised by how much you loved alan yes yes me too <laughs>
1: It's, I still liked him in the beginning. He really got me in the later half.
0: Alan, to me, like stole the show. I, Ryan Gosling I, as kin is great. Simu Liu oh, yeah. as, as a kin is great. But like all the kins, fantastic. But Alan, whole other world, to Alan. Michael Sarah as Alan, just like to me, he stole every scene he was in. Well, it's it was I amazing. Know, I want an Alan doll, and they're out of, like, they're, I know. I saw somebody say that you got to love Mattel's commitment to be like, we discontinued these dolls for a reason. We're not reproducing them. Are you sure about that, Mattel? (laughs) Right. Like, but I want an Alan. Can I, I was too, I was too young to get an Alan before you discontinued him. We didn't understand Alan's true form until now. (laughs) I would like one now. I love him. And I saw somebody else say on Twitter, it was like, I love that Alan's just like one of the girls. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, Yeah. he kind of is. He's just, he's one of the girls. Yeah because he's not a ken he's not a ken <laughs> oh so he's he's not gonna go be with the kens he's not a ken and i just i think i i really loved him so much he was like my favorite little supporting character mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. <laughs> i loved it but i loved all the kens i thought the casting oh. for the kens was phenomenal So good and i um
1: i yeah. was just excited to see like scott evans like
0: he isn't like he I love Chris
1: Evans and I love seeing his brother be an actor by extension, but to get to see him like be have fun in a role is I don't know. Yeah. I get to see him and see loved him. See, Liu,
0: fantastic. Yeah. Um,
1: Oh, I can't remember his name. I have to look him up. He's a new doctor. Loved him.
0: He was fantastic. Oh yes. No, I loved how excited he was about being in the movie and, um, was is it Lily Allen that played his Barbie? Yes. yes. Okay. So the two they loved working together because they're friends, you know. So, yeah. um, the thing that he was most excited about was that they were each other's kin and Barbie. Yeah. And I was like that is so adorable, yeah. and it really makes the end when he's like, "I just miss my friend Barbie." Yeah, so much more impactful to me knowing like they're truly like buddies. Yeah, and they loved working together. Yeah, um, that just like made my heart happy. But I, I, I know who he is, and I have a hard time with his name too. But I know I. Everything that I have read about him being the new doctor, it looks like it's going to be phenomenal, by the way.
1: Oh, I'm going to butcher his name and I feel absolutely I know.
0: horrible. I know. It's one of those. Yeah, that I I would. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to
1: say it because I'm going to absolutely butcher it.
0: <laughs> Hold on. Let me try it too, hold on. Okay. Okay. Let's just go with his last name, because I'm pretty sure you say his last name Gatwa. Yeah. Right? Um, don't want to ruin his first name
1: i know we're um don't want to be those people who absolutely butcher it and i just have not heard it unfortunately enough places where i feel like i can do it justice
0: but he yeah him as a kin i absolutely loved him phenomenal he had several lines he was the one that was like does being a long distance non-committal girlfriend mean nothing like that Uh was just his line delivery was perfect Mm -hmm. um But then what was the other guy's name? The one that plays Gravic on Secret Invasion. Um, He was... Like Gravic on Secret Invasion is one thing. But Mm -hmm. him as a Ken was... I loved him. Because he was like Ken's best buddy. He was. (laughs) He was his best buddy. He was getting him ice cream. He was like spying on Barbie for him. He was like...
1: (laughs) Okay. Fun little side note. If you search Barbie on Google it made pink sparkles and it turns everything pink. Yeah, and I didn't it, realize that. It does
0: that with Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling as well. If you Google I love them. That. <laughs> um, I can't remember his name. His
1: name is Kingsley Benadier.
0: Oh, perfect. Okay. Uh, but all the, he was, he was so good too. Uh, I thought he was very funny mm-hmm. as like the guy that idolized Ken and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in the end, really and truly had a little more sense than Ken, <laughs> but it was like Ken was the cool kin you know yeah and he was like the right hand guy yeah to the cool kin uh I, lo- I loved that but i loved when he gets him ice cream he's like i got his ice cream yeah <laughs> and the ryan Gosling kin is like hold on to my ice cream for me <laughs> i don't know why i thought that was funny but i really thought it was funny <sighs> um yes like uh, and i loved by the way simu Liu. i thought he was fantastic mm-hmm. um the dancing the, all the kins like dancing together <laughs> I, I loved it i, I loved still it.
1: could have just had an entire movie of like the first dance party at barbie's house with everybody yeah for the, and the full hour and 40 some odd minutes and i would have been happy
0: yeah it was so great <laughs>
1: Well, and I can I won't ever get over Ryan Gosling's face being Ken in that because it's like we don't get to see the side of Ryan Gosling. They need to let him do this more. It works. He does it so well.
0: Well, he grew. I mean, like when he started in the business, like with talking like new Mickey Mouse Club, singing and dancing, that was like what he did. He was a dancer like that was. (laughs) No that was him and um let
1: him come back to this and do it yeah. more like he doesn't have to do every single movie but like every third i'd be okay with like yeah,
0: yeah. i mean he was so good and he was so funny yeah. and this is something that i wanted to bring up so <sighs> there are some people that have a problem with his take on on kin and the whole movie's take on Ken yeah. being like dumb but the thing is his take on Ken. Is the exact same take that Toy Story 3 had on Ken. Ken. Mm-hmm. Like, if you remember Michael Keaton voicing Ken in Toy mm-hmm. Story 3, pretty much the exact same. Mm-hmm. Except Barbie actually did love Ken <laughs> in Toy Story mm-hmm. 3. But, like, he had, like, the whole full Ken wardrobe in, like, mm-hmm. the dream house and mm-hmm. You know, he was kind of a little vapid mm-hmm. um, and slightly misguided. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Nobody had a problem with that. But yet, you put this same kin in a movie written and directed by a woman, mm-hmm. and suddenly there's a problem. Yeah. Uh, but if you go back and watch Toy Story 3, these two kins are consistent with mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, I've been thinking about that, and I just wanted to point it yeah. out. Because Ken in Toy Story 3 was one of my favorite things, by oh. the way. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And Michael Keaton voicing Ken. Oh. Fantastic. Fantastic mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. Um, which I wish there had been a way for Michael Keaton to have made a slight oh. cameo in this movie. That that worked, and Jodie Benson. because she's Jodie Benson is Pixar's Barbie voice. Ooh. So, yeah. Did you know that? No, but I did not know that. Yeah. The voice actress who did Ariel is also the voice actress for Barbie uh, in the Toy Story movies. Um, so yeah, that would have been fun, but I understand they had a lot going on. There were already a lot of people in this movie. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, but the ensemble of Barbie land very much felt to me like a Broadway ensemble. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it it was just all hit after hit, after hit, after hit, after hit. An amazing ensemble. Like, no, no. no, These people could carry movies within their own right. And they're all... Uh here mm-hmm. on the screen at mm-hmm. one time just like mm-hmm. nuts it's just amazing um and then all the barbies i loved the diversity amongst the barbies and that it wasn't a big deal that no. it just was and i'm not talking just like racial diversity because yeah. of course that was there but also body type diversity mm-hmm. um every kind of diversity i mean we had a trans actress as oh. a main barbie loved her We had a plus-size actress as a main Barbie. I mean, we had – it was so good. And they even had – you know, they had a Barbie that was an amputee. They had a Barbie in a wheelchair. They had, Mm -hmm. like, literally every type of representation Mm -hmm. you could want you saw on screen. It was great. Mm -hmm. It was great. Um, And then (laughs) – I was just brilliant. Like that whole setup of Barbie land and the building of what it is Mm -hmm. and how the day is supposed to go at Barbie land Mm -hmm. versus, you know, what happens to stereotypical Barbie. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the setup for weird Barbie. Kate McKinnon as weird Barbie. I just brilliant. I mean, every every bit of casting in this movie was on point. Yeah, it
1: it hit after hit like I thinking I could not imagine anybody else as weird Barbie other than Kate McKinnon no she's perfect for it
0: no. and um the minute they said weird Barbie it was like oh yep I know which one of my Barbies was weird Barbie I immediately knew which one of my Barbies would fall under weird Barbie
1: yeah did I, you, have, I didn't did You have, have a weird Barbie? I didn't have a weird Barbie you didn't I didn't. See,
0: When I was a kid, I went through this thing where when I was really young, it was like my first several Barbies. I thought Barbie's hair would grow back,
1: like Mm -hmm. mine
0: grew back. Mm -hmm. Um, And my mom is a hairdresser, so like I knew about haircuts, like the hair always grew back. So I had a Barbie with bangs and I cut her bangs, but what I ended up doing was giving her like a little forehead buzz cut oh no <laughs> the rest of her hair was really long but she yeah. had this little like rectangular buzz cut on mm. on the front of her head. <laughs> um yeah, So that was my weird barbie she, she had a, a forehead buzz cut um not the most attractive look uh and i then i think i did have one that we tried to put makeup on her with markers that mm-hmm. was like we were trying to do her makeup uh every time I got in trouble because my mom would be like you're destroying things that I spent money on and I'm like I'm <laughs> sorry <laughs> um but the minute I saw that yeah I was like yeah I had one of those kind mm-hmm. of weird Barbie mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <sighs> but I loved the line uh why is she always in the splits yeah like uh-huh. Margot as Barbie said that, she's like, Why uh-huh. is she always in the splits? Just the way she said it was really funny. Yeah. Um, but up in the weird dream house, like the yeah. um before they even introduce the other discontinued Barbies, they sort of show them without saying yeah. what they are. And I loved that, just that acknowledgement that there's other people in the weird dream house with her Mm -hmm. that, like, you're not really supposed to notice at first. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like they're other weird Barbies, so they're, Mm -hmm. like, seen but not really seen. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was a small note in that scene that I really liked. Upon second watch was when I noticed that. Like, the first time, I don't remember recognizing that other people were in the house. And the second time I was like, oh, there's the Barbie with the video screen in her back. There's Uh Skipper that like grows when you move her arm. There's Ken, Earring Magic Ken. There's Uh like, you see them in that first scene when she goes to the weird dream house. And I didn't even notice that the first time I watched the movie. Uh Um, Yeah. The second screening that I went to. The scene where she presents her with the heel or the Birkenstock. Yeah. There was a guy sitting on the other side of my best friend that when she did that, he like fell out of his seat laughing. <laughs> Which was, this guy was really into this movie and it made me happy. He was like laughing in all the right places. There were things oh, that good. he just like thought were hysterical. Good. But I, I'm i never going to forget him laughing when she did her hands like this and she mm-hmm. had the heel and the Birkenstock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um was great i love that there's other people in the th- movie theaters now mm-hmm. like just pause on this part the yeah. experience like the group experience of seeing a movie for the first time oh yeah it's so good it's so good oh, yeah. and i'm glad that i got that back again with barbie yeah um anyway uh but, yeah, the whole weird dream house, too, being more than just pink. If you notice, the weird dream house is, like, all kinds of crazy rainbow mm-hmm, colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved that. And then the little Barbie dog that, like, pooped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that. But my friend, Noelle, when she went with me, she was like, oh, yeah, that was real. I had that. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I didn't have that. <laughs> um, and so, but that was part of the fun, too, if you grew up with Barbie is, like, mm-hmm being like oh i recognize that oh yeah oh i know that okay you know like <laughs> mm-hmm. that was fun um but just so many details the weird dream house was cool the i don't know it was all really great the like we were talking about the scene on the beach with like the fake waves mm-hmm. um ken running at it and hitting it and then bouncing off though even the way he bounced off the way he fell like if you were oh, throwing if your burpee, yeah yeah, yeah. If you were like doing this, yeah, because everybody knows how you did that with your Barbies, right? You'd hold on to one arm, yeah. hold on to the foot, yeah, and then you just like turn mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. You're like, whoa! That's exactly what it looked like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything that they did looked like a kid playing with a Barbie, mm-hmm. which was just amazing to me. The like the thoughtfulness that went into it. Also, I read the set design. The people who designed the dream houses. They took a Barbie and a dream house and put them next to each other and established that Barbie is 23% bigger than her surroundings. So, all the dream houses were built so that the actresses would be 23% bigger Jeez. than the dream house. That's how much detail they went into yeah, with this. That's, that's some good detail, right? Mm-hmm. The only thing that I wish they'd have included you remember in the Barbie dream houses, if there was ever a mirror. It wasn't like a a mirror. There was like a sticker that was like a silver foil that was very blurry. Yeah. I wish they'd have had that somewhere. It was like this matte foil that like you couldn't see anything in, but it was supposed to represent a mirror. Yeah. (laughs) It's like iconic to Barbie in my, Mm -hmm. in my memory. Um, And I wish they'd have put that somewhere. I understand why they didn't in the shot where she has a mirror because the framing you're supposed to see her face, Mm -hmm. Um, but at some point, That would be cool. And Mm -hmm. do you like did you see the brush that she had? It looked exactly like a Barbie brush. The big plastic brushes that came with Barbie. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Just sorry, I'm just in love with the amount of details they put
1: into establishing Barbie's world. It's crazy. It's when a production actually cares enough for little details it makes you love it even more because it's like they care about like the lore of
0: it and those little details
1: because yeah. we all know because we played with barbies for hours on end so
0: we know Yeah. like when she opened the fridge and it was obviously a sticker with yeah. like pictures of food on it yeah. like that was just like yeah everybody knows when you had the dream house if there was a fridge and you opened it ain't nothing real in there it's a sticker oh. um and then the uh the doctor like mobile thing it wasn't really yeah. an ambulance but like, like when mobile it doctor opened, thing or whatever yeah yeah the mobile doctor thing when it opened like that yeah it's just so perfectly anything barbie <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. anything barbie that you traveled with opened that way and expanded mm-hmm. different places i don't know i just really mm-hmm. so soak- i loved mm-hmm. soaking in all the details of it and just being like yes i recognize mm-hmm. all of this mm-hmm. from when i was mm-hmm. a kid uh amazing a plus everybody Mm -hmm. gets just across the board I really hope that this gets some acknowledgement when Oscar season rolls around Mm -hmm. I mean I know the Oscars tend not to really do a whole lot with popular movies but I can hope the detail yeah it's just to me the detail that was put into the set design oh yeah is ridiculous to me And it's not like, you know, not to discredit period pieces, because those are amazing too, and they Mm -hmm. have crazy details. But they have reference photos to base that on. They know Mm -hmm. the ratios of size, how that functions, um, where to find the things that they need to recreate locations for period films, right? Mm -hmm. Barbie Land is entirely original. They had toys to base it on. They had to do the scale Mm -hmm. They had to come up with like what the scale would be, what the fixtures would be, how to make real objects look fake. Like mm-hmm. the whole uh, getting it to look like a child's play area mm-hmm. while also looking aesthetically pleasing to adults watching the movie. Mm-hmm. And also nailing the lore mm-hmm. of Barbie. That's a complicated juggling thing. Oh yeah. That they managed mm-hmm. and it is perfect. It's perfect. Um. anyway so I hope that the technical aspects of this movie are going to get some recognition mm-hmm. when Oscar season rolls around because mm-hmm. that's it's just phenomenal work
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the costumes too like recreating some of the iconic Barbie outfits mm-hmm. like the roller skating outfit I had a Barbie that wore that outfit Um, the cowgirl outfit I had a Barbie with that outfit I had oh. the kin with the cowboy outfit <laughs> that outfit that he wore in that scene, I had a yeah. kin with that outfit. Mm. Um you know, the just the things that they created mm-hmm. um to represent real objects that existed and they did it so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just hope like the creatives and the technical aspects of this movie get appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um I loved it. Mm-hmm. What did, let me ask you this, Kim, what did you like most about Barbie Land?
1: That's such a tough question because I loved everything about Barbie Land.
0: (sighs) I know, I know, it's so hard to choose. Okay, okay, top three things. Is that easier? Um,
1: I mean, dance party, like, like dance parties every night, apparently. Yes, Uh Um, yes. I'm, it's gonna be Barbie's dream house, just because like I, I want a house like that, but I, I don't think I'll ever get a house like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <laughs> you can rent one in Airbnb, apparently.
1: I've seen I have seen that, but it's it's they don't they're not gonna have a slide from the bedroom down to the the garden area, so no. Um, there is a slide off the side of the
0: house that goes into like a little pool,
1: but it's not the same as going it's from cool. her bedroom. It's not from the
0: bedroom, I don't think so. Um, I know. yeah you're right you're right and
1: I feel like it has to be barbie's car pink convertible because it's I remember I think I had if I didn't have that I think I okay I think I didn't have that but I had barbie's like vw bug
0: so it's just still love Uh a good barbie car I had the barbie porsche like the red convertible porsche it had a button on it that you could press and it would lift the top yeah uh, I spent allowance on that. Like yeah. I saved up my allowance to buy yeah. the Barbie Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, if I had to pick a top three, gosh. Um, I don't know. I think the beach is uh-huh. a stellar, stellar location. Yeah. The colors, um, you know the the bathing suits that they wore. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know the vibes. The vibes at the beach were top-notch um i loved weird dream house yeah i thought that was so much fun um and then of course i mean barbie's dream house is like yeah the dream house it's the dream house um just in general though the pinks and the blues yeah the palettes of pinks and blues were that's that's my if i had to choose a color palette for me Mm -hmm. that that would be my personal choice Mm -hmm. would be pinks and blues Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but gosh yeah that was so good um i i loved it i loved it so much but what we haven't really talked about yet is the mother-daughter aspect of the story Mm -hmm. with like america ferrera and i forget her character's name to be honest (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and her daughter the the actress that played Mm -hmm the daughter um i <laughs> loved the scene um where they're uh on their way like out of barbie land her mm-hmm. and the daughter yeah. and the song comes on the radio and they're like both like the mama singing along and the daughter begrudgingly sings joins in yeah. yeah it just reminds me so much of so many like Road trips with my mom, where that oh, yeah. happened, where like your mom is really into a song and you pretend you're not, but mm-hmm. it's kind of a good song. Yeah.
1: Which, first of <laughs> all, I still love the movie, but to, for America Ferrera to be a mother to a middle schooler feels insane to me a little bit. Does. Like we're we're back that, to the fire yeah. country of really Manny is her father. Like really, like we're we're sure about this a little bit like we sure 100 percent. i don't know so um but i mean it's in general like i mean it was it was fantastic and but it wasn't like anything that had to be delved too deep into you know it's just like Gloria. and i mean just even general with Gloria's storyline like i just love how she just accepted it was her barbie like it, she she mm-hmm. knew she was in trouble it wasn't like it, it was just like she just accepted it it didn't have to like break her brain or she didn't have this aha moment She just accepted it was her Barbie and -hmm. she wanted to help her. That was it.
0: What I, what I loved was being excited about it being her Barbie. Like when she overhears it and she's like Barbie in the real world, like there's no, no, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, I'm going to be involved in this now. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. she was like Mm -hmm. into it, um, which I loved. I loved that that was the way they chose to have the character react is like, Mm -hmm. I 100% buy into this concept, and Ooh. I am going to completely lean into it. Um, I love that. Uh, but I also, the the way that they portray, like, a teenage girl relating to her mother mm-hmm. is honestly very real. Because I think we all went through that phase where we thought our mothers were lame. <laughs> yeah, Like, they just, they weren't cool um they were too touchy-feely with us and we wanted to be like the cool kid you know like mm-hmm. you can be than you are so you're not as kind to your mother as you probably should be mm-hmm. I think we all kind of have that face most of us not everybody but um, I related a lot to that because I did go through a phase where I thought like we would go on vacation and mom would stop to take like a hundred pictures or she would ask people a lot of questions because my mother is just a curious person. She loves to talk to people and learn about their lives. And we'd stop and she'd ask people questions. I mean, for like 10 minutes, have full conversations with just cast members at Disney World or employees at a store. Just ask them about their lives that used to embarrass me so much. <laughs> but now as an adult, I look back on that. And I just think that's, it's neat that my mother Mm -hmm. wants to learn about other people. She doesn't just like assume a person is what, you know, they're what she sees at first glance. Mm -hmm. She's like, what's your story? Where do you come from? How, how did you get here? You Mm -hmm. know, she immediately wants to put the pieces together. Mm -hmm. As an adult, I can appreciate that. As a kid, it was like, oh my God, can we just go? Um. Anyway, so I that part spoke to me as well, because I was very much one of those kids that was just like, Mom, come on. Yeah. um, Yeah. So I did appreciate that. And it's not even portrayed like she's a bad kid either. It's just oh, no. this is it's a part of growing up. This yeah, is It's a phase it you go happens. through in life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a perspective you don't have that you eventually grow into where you learn to appreciate it. And this was how she learned to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um you know uh so i i liked that a lot i think that's probably an underappreciated part of the film mm-hmm. that i don't think people bring up a lot um yeah i like i liked by the way noticing how their clothes changed when they went into barbie land mm-hmm. um like the the real people how their outfits yeah. changed mm-hmm. um by the way so jealous of the daughter's jeans the cargo jeans in that yeah. one scene I loved those. I was like, mm-hmm. that takes me back to like middle mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. Can I have those cargo jeans back, please? I, mm-hmm. I loved those jeans. I'm so jealous of mm-hmm. her jeans. Um, Yeah. Anyway. um, And America Ferreira, of course, is very talented. I have loved mm-hmm. her. I mean, since I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, She started out on Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've basically sort of grown up with her through Disney Channel uh, Sister of the Traveling Pants Ugly Betty Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. she's a great actress and I feel like underappreciated actress that deserves more credit and I absolutely feel as if she was one of the parts of this movie that over delivered in the best way Mm -hmm. Um, because her her role if you really think about it is very simple but Mm -hmm. the way she performed it gave it a lot of depth and gravitas Mm-hmm. I felt like. Especially mm-hmm. that whole monologue about women and the contradictions that mm-hmm. we have to be. Mm-hmm. So, I loved that. I also loved the part where they showed her husband mm-hmm. <laughs> doing like Duolingo. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny. Because <laughs> no. they're like, what about dad? He'll be, He'll fine. be fine. He's good.
1: <laughs> but.
0: <laughs> <sighs> that was cute <laughs> no it was really good it was good um yeah so but okay so now I think the only thing we haven't talked about like really talked about is Ryan Gosling so are we ready for the conversation about Ryan Gosling yeah let's go let's go first of um, all all right let's get it off the table the kin power ballad oh hi like, just it's-
1: all of it was amazing.
0: One of the most amazing things in the entire movie.
1: I, I just, oh, it, like, I, it, just even Ken in general, of understanding like some of the context we, we had seen in trailers a bit more, of like fully understanding it in the scenes made a lot more sense because like I remember seeing me in the trailer, like, why was Ken questioning that one person at like the hospital? Like, why? like let me go do an appendectomy or whatever yeah and they're like "Why would right, ken right. act like that like that's not ken but it's like oh ken learning yeah. about power and patriarchy and men being in power patriarchy. oh it makes sense now it it makes sense and so it's makes sense. It, it was wild um and i mean it's as it, one expected of a guy realizing you know he couldn't take that much it, you couldn't have power in the real world He had to take it back to barbie world so
0: you know what one of my favorite line deliveries was what once i realized the patriarchy wasn't about horses. horses i wasn't I that interest. interested in it yeah yeah lost interest yeah the way he said that line was so good
1: yeah no it, it was a perfect line and it's one i'm never gonna forget about
0: to be quite honest Oh, it was amazing. I just love that he wanted it to be about horses so badly. I
1: mean, to be fair, I would have that same assumption if I was first learning about it, that from ever all the imagery and whatnot used in society, I too would think it would be about horses. <laughs>
0: it's really funny. Yeah. Oh, man. um, Shoot. But the... I want to talk about, too, like the, the power ballad, the way that oh. they shot it. Mm. So... It was very, like, old-school MGM musical, didn't you mm-hmm. think so? Like, especially the part oh, yeah. where you've got the the two, like, step sides, like, yeah. with all the kins in the same place. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the beach, but it was, like, that sort of, like... Ethereal kind of empty area. Empty canvas. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that reminded me of the scene from Singing in the Rain mm-hmm. with, I don't know if you remember the ballet the Broadway ballet. Um, Sid Charisse. I'll set the scene. So it's Sid Sid Charisse, who was this beautiful dancer in this like purple gown. And she has this cape attached Mm -hmm. to this dress that billows behind her. The set looked exactly like that. Mm -hmm. It was like steps, Mm -hmm. soft steps in like pastel color. Like I think it was purple Mm -hmm. with her dress. It looked exactly like that. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I was like, Greta Gerwig watched some musicals. before she decided how to do this number uh i mean and their outfits were very like grease right like the shoes and the socks and the
1: oh that i that's i i definitely got that vibe because i was like oh
0: this feels very john travolta yeah (laughs) yeah the outfits were very grease the setting was very singing in the rain to me like i was like she watched some musicals Mm -hmm. this was this was there was some inspiration here Mm -hmm. um and then the song itself is amazing mm-hmm. um like i'm just kin and that's enough and what is it it's like and i'm really good at doing stuff mm-hmm. like <laughs> and the counting of 10 to on his
1: fingers was
0: amazing so mm-hmm. that part i mean it was funny um <laughs> but I mean, Ryan Gosling just delivered. One hundred percent, he -hmm. committed Mm -hmm. to being kin. Oh yeah, Um, oh yeah, (laughs) just phenomenally funny. Mm -hmm. So good. Um, But I, yeah, the scene at the end in the in the bedroom where he's like really emotional and crying. Mm -hmm. Seen it twice, and every time it got me so funny. Oh, oh my god. Uh and then him like trying to channel Sylvester Stallone a little bit with like the fur coat and like oh the, the abs just like out and yep. on display with like mm-hmm. the, you know oh so and then him getting the Nobel Prize in horses. And <laughs> like, so many it's like... little things that were mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: It's just, it it was just perfect, and it's, it's like great. it it wasn't there wasn't like any true villains of the movie because it's even the Kens were just misunderstood too, like they didn't even Mm-mm. understand what they want, like they just they wanted to have purpose and feel like something, and it's even like it, it's yeah they super, wanted I, it to matter yeah exactly yeah exactly
0: yeah, I mean, and that's the part that I don't get why certain people are complaining that the movie is anti-men because it isn't it's it's showing the things that are harmful to men Mm -hmm. um like the whole reason the kins sort of become inadvertently the bad guys is because Mm -hmm. they take the toxic traits of masculinity Mm -hmm. and bring it to barbie land Mm Mm-hmm it's not masculinity in general that's bad mm-hmm. it's, it's the toxic turn of masculinity mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the can't feel any emotions the mm-hmm. must be right about everything the those things <laughs> mm-hmm. that make masculinity harmful that's more the lesson is like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we should all just be people who mm-hmm. feel things and don't have to be good at everything or mm-hmm. have to be a certain way mm-hmm. um and we should all matter we Mm -hmm. should all have a say in Mm -hmm. how we live and where we live and everybody should feel as if they are enough on their own Mm -hmm. um i mean come on ken ended the movie with wearing a shirt that said i am Mm enough okay Mm -hmm. so (laughs) that's that's the message across the board Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um for everybody uh, men and women yeah and
1: i mean i'll even say is i mean you and i are both we like rom-coms we enjoy those kind of stories i love though that it barbie didn't need to be with ken in the end and i mean it's it's also been pointed out to me of like you know with stereotypical barbie Margot's barbie um being glorious barbie is that she never had a ken so it there's no reason she would love him you know and so it's and that could just be one part of it but it's just it's i love that even though i've that's all i've grown up as like barbie and Ken love them together but also it didn't she didn't have to love him and i just i there's something special about that
0: i like also that the movie didn't really try to give reasons why she Mm -hmm. didn't love him because there doesn't have to be you just don't feel it um i mean i i liked that the most i think that it was just it wasn't even that he did anything wrong or that there was anything Mm -hmm. wrong with him it was just that it wasn't there for her Mm -mm she thought he was a good guy mm-hmm. she thought he was very brave she mm-hmm. enjoyed being his friend mm-hmm. but as far as anything more than that like there was no need to justify it no need to explain why she just feel it mm-hmm. um so i that um because you know so many times as women i feel like we're expected to explain why we don't feel something mm-hmm. you know um like i'm sure you've I mean I know I have there's been a guy that's had feelings for you and you haven't had feelings for them and they just feel like why Mm -hmm. why don't you like me Mm -hmm. and it's like I I don't feel like I need to explain myself to Mm -hmm. you I just don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you know sorry uh Mm -hmm. but I I don't have to give you reasons uh so I appreciated that um, I did like that the <laughs> Will Ferrell as the Mattel executive was like, "Oh well, she loves Ken," and the mm-hmm. uh, obviously the daughter was like, "No, that's not her ending. That's mm-hmm. not how that Mm-mm. goes." Mm-mm. Uh, I like that it was like the voice of the younger generation that was like, "No." Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, I liked that, and I, I loved that in the end, Barbie chooses to become human. Mm-hmm. like the whole line of like I don't want to be the idea I want to be a part of like making the mm-hmm. idea um I that whole concept to me was really really good I thought that worked so well mm-hmm. for the journey that Barbie went on um I don't know I just overall it was a much more emotional movie than I expected hmm and I loved that. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait for it to come out in physical media so that I can mm-hmm. buy it. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope everything about it when it comes out is pink. Oh, yeah. I want the case to be pink. I want the disc to be pink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want it all to be pink. Oh, yeah. Now,
1: <laughs> um, um, and one yeah. last thing we need to mention before we, like, talk about anything else is once again bringing it back to alan of it the part that made me just fall in love with alan of him trying to escape kendom um and then him fighting off the kens a little bit which was vastly entertaining but then him also mentioning oh alan's got out it it was in sync being alan's and even that that one
0: even that one (laughs)
1: That took me that. out in the theater. It was it was so funny,
0: was... <laughs> was so funny. But I also loved I loved when they discover that the Barbies are brainwashed. Yeah, and uh, I think it was physicist Barbie that was like, "Yeah, Alan likes helping me rub their feet." And he's like, "No, no, Mm-mm. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that." Mm-mm that took me out he was mm-hmm. like i do not
1: i do not like that no and also i just enjoyed seeing him in a pink jumpsuit in the back of the barbie yes. van just him trying to
0: climb climb over the fence, the fence yeah. at it, that one point of, yeah where they had to be like alan just go around
1: <laughs> i mean this <laughs> is Barbie's. this is barbie's movie but it's also alan's
0: movie <laughs> it's also alan's movie yes i will agree with that I love Michael Sarah as Alan. I'm telling you, he stole the show for me. He did. It was so good. He
1: did. I mean, the hard part so- is everybody stole the show in their own way,
0: but he just did
1: it like just a little bit more yeah. than like the other non-Barbie
0: cast. Oh, okay. One more moment we have to talk about because I did. I fell out when um Will Ferrell comes out of the treehouse and pregnant Midge is like right there, and he like jumps uh-huh. like it's a yeah. jump scare. He's like, "Well, oh, yeah. I thought we just." <laughs> did you do? that got me oh uh, that got me big time
1: oh i still wish you know we could have had a little hmm. interaction between midge and alan because they were married it was it midge and alan or was it i think
0: so yeah okay. i think it was midge and alan i wish there would have been some sort of yeah like, no i think midge... alan is is midges yeah yeah I don't know. I thought it was funny that the only midge they had in Barbie Land was the pregnant midge, because there were yeah. other midges that were yeah. not pregnant.
1: Yeah, that it was a choice, but I still very much enjoyed the choice.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, it was a good joke
0: though. Yeah. I mean it was oh, it yeah. was such a good oh, joke. Yeah. Um along along with like sugar the sugar's daddy kin. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't like sugar daddy kin, it's like yeah. sugar's daddy mm-hmm. kin. Mm-hmm. Um and the earring magic kin. I loved mm-hmm. that. Those cameos were mm-hmm. great too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah. Just the attention to detail mm-hmm. really it's mm-hmm. just one of the best things about this movie and the heart mm-hmm. of it. I mean Margo and Greta, the dream team. Mm. Making all of our childhood dreams come true. Mm-hmm. And also validating our emotions as adult women at the uh-huh. same time. Crazy. Yeah.
1: Which you know in the year they of 2020- did all of that. Yeah. In the year 2023, you know, like we said, we're saying these things all the time, but to still hear it and see it on a big screen, it it, it is really actually quite nice.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And very emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, gosh, when I say validating, I really truly mean like the validation of, of the feeling of being seen, like truly mm-hmm. being seen by something yeah. in art. Oh, yeah. Art in yeah. media just mm-hmm. crazy and and you know i think people say representation representation matters a lot these days but i think it does sometimes we forget mm-hmm. yes sometimes we forget that that phrase is one of the most important things in media representation mm-hmm. matters uh it doesn't matter what kind of representation it is everybody mm-hmm. deserves to see themselves Mm -hmm. on the screen at some point small or big screen doesn't matter you deserve Mm -hmm. to see yourself represented Mm -hmm. um so and this was that that moment for women it (laughs) that's it this is us Mm -hmm. uh so i don't know so good it's Mm -hmm. so good everybody if you're still listening i'm assuming you've seen it otherwise we've just spoiled the entire movie for you It's you know, if they read the they're gonna gonna read
1: the title and the description. So if you have if you've made it this far and you haven't seen it, that's on you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's that's your yeah, that's your own fault. (laughs) (laughs) Um I also oh, one other thing before we move on from this. The scene where Ken is talking to the guy and the guy's telling him, like, oh, you need an MBA, you need this. Mm -hmm. Then he's like, Oh, so you're really bad at patriarchy, and the guy says, no, actually, we're really good at it. We've just gotten better at hiding it. I was like, oh that is a burn. <laughs> um, because it's true. Mm-hmm. They've just gotten better at it. Uh that that line is stuck in my head. Uh, because oof, yes. Uh anyway. <laughs> oh
1: Um, sorry one last thing too also just we won't say what the last line of the movie is but thank you Greta for just making me laugh after making me feel all the emotions and then just making me literally laugh out loud in a theater
0: yeah yeah that was pretty funny also unexpected was when President Barbie came down the stairs and they bleeped out like the curse word as she's like coming down the stairs loved it loved it and then the Helen Mirren voiceover joke in the middle where like Margot <laughs> Robbie <laughs> Robbie yeah. uh, is not the person to cast if you're yeah. wanting to make this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just <laughs> so so much good about this movie. I mean I want to watch it a million times. Mm-hmm. A million a million times. Uh, but yeah. So I think we've discussed everything that we can discuss with barbie but Mm -hmm. man Mm -hmm. so good so 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 good um yeah so now we move on to the way we close out every show Mm -hmm. which is aside from barbie which we just spent an inordinate amount of time talking about yeah what what has been bringing you joy this week kim oh i'm trying to think
1: Um It's gonna take me a minute because I mean I would I've been very much looking forward to Barbie so I was just waiting and waiting and waiting
0: so I could watch it. Um Your nails look amazing by the way. Thank
1: you. I, I mean one thing I will mention and that probably might be my favorite thing is like having an amazing like local nail person because I've been able to do like such fun, wonderful things. And she gave me Barbie nails and they're just, they're so perfect and wonderful. And it's <laughs> anytime awesome. you can support a local business, go do it. Cause it's amazing. And it just, it, not that bigger corporations of salons and whatnot, they're not bad, but if you can support a local business, always do it. Cause you feel good about it and you're helping somebody out directly.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree with that for sure. I, I definitely think shop local supporting local is, mm-hmm. is a good thing to do mm-hmm. um, yeah but your nails look so cute. i saw them on instagram and i was mm-hmm. like oh, that's that's amazing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so is that what you would say your your like barbie um... makeover that you did for the movie
1: that I would say for that, and you know, I will say I have been um catching up. I I had not watched it during the pandemic, but I've been watching. Nailed it, and so that's been a really fun source of joy because Nicole Byer and her laugh and just everything about her is amazing. And when I can be in an okay mood, she can make it a great mood because her, just the way she reacts to everything will always make me laugh in some way, shape, or form.
0: Okay, that's good. I've watched. I haven't. I've watched maybe like one or two episodes of that show.
1: Yeah. Um, I say
0: watch more cuz she's amazing. So, my my niece and nephew love that show. They mm-hmm. uh, they watch it all, all the time. Um That's a good answer. It's a good answer. Oh, what has been bringing me joy? Friendship bracelets. Oh, <laughs> I've been in like a in like all kinds, like the beaded kind and then mm-hmm. the like braided kind yeah. i think it's it's gotten very therapeutic for me to just make nice. them like i made them for barbie movie yeah. uh and i made some when i see haunted mansion yeah <laughs> um cut string for like the braided ones based on taylor swift eras yeah um those have been those have been fun giving me something to do with my hands and uh kind of focus on something um I don't know I think that's the the biggest thing that I've really gotten into Mm -hmm. lately is is that I mean I am back to reading um Mm -hmm. so that's good uh right now I'm trying to narrow down what books I'm taking with me on vacation because I'm on vacation next week and that is hard because if I'm Mm -hmm. really in a place where I'm reading I can read a book a day and so I'm like do i take a book just in case or do i not do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) just like what how can i pull this off what books do i take yeah um so but uh yeah it's been good i am uh there's this author that i like her name is sophie andrews that's her pen name and she used to write as uh Oh, I used to know her. I've, now I only remember her pin name. Now, anyways, she's currently writing under Sophie Andrews, um, and she did this. Ta- it's like a Tangled series. Everything is different. Like Tangled Hearts, Tangled Something, Tangled This. Uh, I've been reading that series, and it's been it's been really good. She's like an underrated author for me that I think more people should mm-hmm. read. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and she's on Kindle Unlimited. So if you oh, have nice. Kindle Unlimited.
1: I should really get it. I just, I go through up and down moods of reading. And like right now I I started a book. I really like it, but I I need to push
0: myself to finish it and then read some more. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's fair. That happened to me. I had like months where I wasn't reading and I've just recently, you know, caught up to my Goodreads Mm -hmm. goal. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. So,
0: but, and mostly caught up to my Goodreads goal. Thanks to Kindle Unlimited because Mm -hmm. I can just go and grab a book, uh, you know, from Kindle Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, but that's that's been good too. Um. So yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. That'll that'll do it. That's two mm-hmm. things. Um. Yeah, I'm excited to go on vacation. Well, you deserve it. Wait. You do. Oh, it's, oh, everybody does this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we mm-hmm. all deserve a joint vacation. Mm-hmm. actually i think we all deserve a joint sabbatical Let's just the whole world mm-hmm. take two months off starting no, now i agree <laughs> i 100 agree <laughs> yeah um anyway but man we spent a long time talking about the strike and barbie and mm-hmm. <laughs> catching up it's mm-hmm. been good mm-hmm. uh uh always a good time talking to you mm-hmm. kim of course
1: mm-hmm.
0: um oh also real quick Guys, we have designs in our T Public store. Go to Ooh. our social media pages, go to our link tree. The link to the T Public storefront is in our link tree, all across our social media. Those designs 100% of the money that we would earn from them is going to the entertainment community fund. Um, they're not keeping the money from those shirts. So mm-hmm. go buy yourself a shirt we've got several designs on there some fire country ones some Mm -hmm. podcast inside joke ones podcast logos some strike shirts um you know go buy some shirts and then we can donate some money um Mm -hmm. from the pod to the entertainment community fund to help striking writers and actors um during this time where they're not working so please do that please please do that Mm -hmm. also if you buy pod merch you get to rep the pod i mean that's mm-hmm. exciting I have a podcast shirt now and I'm very excited about I have it. mine and came in the I, mail today
1: or yesterday
0: or the day before I, I have it now so oh, it makes me so emotional to like have something with our logo mm-hmm. on it and like oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. merch um anyway so that's available for you my I'm gonna say this I think my favorite one <laughs> is the one that I did for the Edgewater Small Business Association you remember mm-hmm. where we talked about that being oh yeah a sitcom oh yeah I made, like, a logo. Um, My favorite one. So there's, like, three different versions of that shirt. So there's one with, like, the pocket logo on the front. There's one with, like, the big logo. And then I did one with that's front-back pocket logo mm-hmm. and then the logo on the back. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I really like that design. Um, <laughs> so anyway, go check them out. See which ones you like, you guys, mm-hmm. and and buy some shirts. And then we'll donate the money. Uh, so... Go do that. I we got an email today where we sold one that wasn't to one of us. So oh, yay, yay, <laughs> yay! Um, so yeah, so go and buy some shirts and uh, we'll support. Yeah. yeah, we'll support the community that's giving us our content that we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. also, just in general, follow us on social media, interact with us, rate, subscribe, mm-hmm. do all the things that you need to do to get the word out about our podcast, so we get some some more following uh happen in here. Um email us your thoughts. We haven't gotten an email in a while. I mean we haven't been talking about new episodes, so that explains mm-hmm. that. But you guys can email us about anything. You want to hear us talk about something, you have ideas for us, send them to us. We're happy to review them. We're happy to talk mm-hmm. about them. Heck, you just have thoughts and fears and anxieties about the strike, send that to us too. We'll be mm-hmm. happy to I mean this is a safe space mm-hmm. for all feelings. Mm-hmm. Um and that email is oh i gotta look at it because it's been a little while hold on i'm sorry so you guys know that you can follow us on threads twitter and instagram ladies night pod spelled a little differently depending on the platform instagram and threads ladies night underscore pod twitter ladies night pod with l-a-d-y-s keep that in mind and then our email is podcast.ladiesnight at gmail.com so feel free to contact us by any of those methods guys we are here for you um and yeah so i think we've had a a really good show a productive conversation if you have thoughts on barbie send Mm -hmm. those to us we'd love Mm -hmm. to talk about barbie with you guys uh and find out what you all think about it so go ahead and send that to us or whatever whatever you're thinking and feeling um yeah so we're here i think maya's probably wanting us to leave by now because it's Mm -hmm. getting kind of late hmm <laughs> she wants to go home and we probably need to go home uh so time to time to get out of Smokies, guys mm-hmm. <laughs> as always kim it was fun mm-hmm. uh, look forward to next time and everybody have a good two weeks bye everybody bye logan bye <laughs>